What is going on, my friends? My name is Parker Andres, DJ of 10 years and host of Behind the Energy Podcast. I've been able to meet some pretty awesome people along the way, and we're bringing them on here to go behind the energy, sharing their stories, lessons learned, and shine light on some of their major milestones. If you're into DJing, the event industry, or entrepreneurship, I think you'll dig the show. I really appreciate you being here with me. Now that we've set the table, it's time to jump right in and get started with today's episode. Today is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. It's, Lana, I didn't tell you this, this is the first episode of season three of Behind the Energy Podcast. Congrats, dude. Thank you. It's amazing. Uh, Episode 41, uh, listeners, viewers, welcome. We're in a different spot. We're in the studio. Um... We talked about it in our last episode with Landon, um, and we're going to dive a lot more into the details in this episode. Um, I feel a little, I'm nervous a little bit. I feel a little out of place because I'm not in Nick's studio, but it's also so dope. Um, I feel like you're cheating a little bit. I, I feel like I'm, Nick, I'm not cheating on you, bro. Um, he is. If y'all did not get to listen to Lennon's last episode, it was episode 36 of Behind the Energy. Uh, I would encourage you to go check that out. What we're going to be doing today on this episode is filling some of the gaps uh, in that conversation. Um, oh, well. <laughs> I hear some whistling. Wow, but that's they are okay. whistling loud. That's okay. Go yeah, ahead. I don't. That's, that's all right. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to fill some of the gaps in the conversation. Um, we there was a lot of time to cover in Landon's story and we had to move really quickly in order to do that so we're gonna be touching on a few specific topics that i've got um and i drew with a few questions and then we're going to kind of open it up and just uh continue the conversation from there great um before i get into some more serious conversations also i'm definitely still hearing the whistle <laughs> Texting right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, can you ask whoever's whistling this stuff? <laughs> oh my gosh. Here, I'm going to close the door really quick. So you're chilling. You dude. keep going. You're chilling. Um, so oh, how, how, how do I want to preface this? Again, my friends, this is episode 41 of Behind the Energy Podcast. Uh, we didn't get to get to the level of detail or answer all the questions that I wanted to in uh, my first episode with, with Landon. And so uh, we are doing a part two, but we're doing the part two here right now uh, in his studio, um, the studio uh, in Lehigh. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, Landon, do you mind taking a moment and sharing a l- little bit about the studio and like some of the updates and what's going on there before we jump into it. Sure. Yeah. We, we touched on it a little bit in that first episode. We didn't get very far. And actually that was like, how long ago was that? Like two months ago now? It was January, I think. Yeah. January? January. No, there's no way. I don't think we got this to like February. January or February. Okay. It's probably February. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. There, there wasn't, there wasn't a ton happening at studio when we had that conversation. I think it, it was like pretty fresh. Like we had just gotten the building like a week prior. Uh-huh. And so obviously a lot's changed since then. Uh-huh. It's been kind of a slow, you know, get, like it's, it's been a while, like since we had that conversation and we're still not exactly where we want to be. Um, but I just got this podcast room finished on like Tuesday. 
And so it's it's to the point where I'm happy enough to start recording in here. Still gotcha. going to do a few more things, but yeah, I got this podcast room. Got a podcast room um, next door right here, and then we got obviously a bunch of other sets in the warehouse. We got that big infinity wall, mm-hmm. and we got that warehouse area. And uh, I mean, we got paint, we got carpet, we got floor. The bones are done. You what, know what I'm saying? What's an infinity wall for someone who doesn't know what that that may be? Infinity wall, it's it's like it's just this infinite white background. I guarantee you've seen videos, movies, stuff like that shot with an infinity wall. Mm-hmm. It's like imagine someone's like it's you're in the middle of a movie and then someone's like in the dream. Some it's you know, like some part of the movies are like in a dream and they're in this white vast of nothing. Mm-hmm. It's probably shot on an infinity wall. We need uh, Morgan Freeman's voice right now. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. You know, there's impersonators on on Fiverr. <laughs> we could probably could probably get some done. You've back, seen right? that on Fiverr? Oh yeah, dude, I've ordered that before. <laughs> what kind of stuff have you ordered on Fiverr? Happy birthday messages. Are you serious? Yeah, dude, dude that's so creative. I like that. Yeah, people do like voicemails. And it's like you reached so and so, like you know, call back, blah blah. blah. But in Morgan Freeman's voice, it's pretty dope. Okay, I took I took I had a takeaway from our last episode. I'm taking this away too. Uh, a lot more different and silly, but um, next time I call you, you better have Morgan Freeman as your voicemail. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on the to-do list. Okay, in uh, my filled notebook. There you go. Hell yeah. Um, uh, so I was downstairs grabbing a drink of water, and uh, I saw Daniel. He helped me grab a quick drink. Um, and there's this huge LED wall down there right now. Um, yeah. They were doing some work with it. He was telling me uh, how they were playing Mario Kart on it. <laughs> and it's like, what is it? 40 feet by like 20 feet or something like that? I don't think it's 40 by... It's yeah. big. It's it's, it's probably wall. like 20 by 10 maybe. Maybe a little bit more. Okay. okay. I could be wrong. I know it's big. It's I don't a know huge, if it's quite... It's a huge LED wall. Yeah. yeah so it's like, if, even if you're doing like split screen Mario Kart... Your split screen portion yeah. is still bigger than like any TV you'll probably ever play on. It's huge. The reason I bring that up is just like to give a maybe, and this is an assumption, but like to give give a little taste or sliver, like some of the fun creative work that's going to be going on in here. I know that yeah. Mario Kart is like that was fun, and like we had this wall set up for a number of like production reasons, but they plugged in mm-hmm. Mario Kart to play, dude. It's just, it's just fun, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's a good example. So here, here at studio, um, obviously like we meet my business partner and I studios are a place and then we have a tenant and that tenant is a production company, another production Mm -hmm. company Mm -hmm. that does internal production work for a solar company. Mm -hmm. And so they, they are like, I mean, I, I do, I film some cool stuff, but in my opinion, the stuff that I do, is like right here, the stuff that they do is like production wise is like next level they do crazy stuff so hence the led wall it's a seventy thousand dollar led wall i have no need for that really it's fun to use if it's here i'm gonna i'm gonna use it for fun um but like that's that's so they can do like next level stuff and so that's that's what's been really cool with studio is like i do a lot of cool productions that i I have a good time with but having another company in here doing stuff and utilizing this space is just like it's next level like education for me mm-hmm. to step in and see what they're doing. And that's really fun for me too. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, it's been awesome having these tenants in here for the last month or two. Makes me wonder what other guests that 
you know, or not what other guests, what other uh, creators uh, that are going to come into this space uh, that you are unaware of, uh, whether that's one, two, three, four years down the road that are going to lead to something dope yeah. or, you know, what other learning opportunities are going to come from that? Yeah, no, 100%. So, um, anything else, Lenny, you want to you add about the studio? Uh, you know, I know things are still being morphed uh, and a lot's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe potentially having people in here to launch their podcast or anything like that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely, um, a leg of the business, a part of it is renting out these podcast rooms and and the model we're going for is kind of a subscription model. So it's Mm -hmm. like you have a podcast or you're really serious about starting a podcast. You want to do one every week. Great. Here's, Mm -hmm. here's four hours a month that Mm -hmm. you can use any of the rooms you want and you can just schedule them online, come in, sit down. It's, it's plug and play. You don't have to like, be an audio engineer at all to mm-hmm. figure this out. I know there's a mess of cables right here and that's because I threw this together about 10 minutes ago, <laughs> but you'll come in and it's, it'll be super clean. One cable you plug into your laptop, you log into your, um, your account online. You'll have a platform for them. So we'll use this platform they're using right now. Wow. You'll have your own unique login and you can log in and then you just hit record. Like it'll be very plug and play ready to go. And so we just we just want to take like the stress out of creating a podcast, Dang. not having a place to do it, and not knowing how to do it. And yeah. you just, you just, you have something to talk about. You have interesting people to interview. We want to take out all the headache of the technical you know aspect. So, <sighs> you okay? You're you're blowing my mind. I I've listened to a podcast where I mean the the dude's like incredibly famous. It's some it's a some form of like digital marketing marketing podcast. And he literally records like on his phone when he's driving in the morning, like dropping oh, off his kids. Yeah. Um, you're going to get incredible quality and all the stress and, and friction or like learning curves um, are, are thrown out the window. You literally plug in your computer. That's insane. Yeah. So if that's something you're interested in, you're in Utah or Salt Lake or Utah County, yeah. hopefully you're in Salt Lake. And, yeah. Anyways. Um, Landon, I have an incredibly serious question before we dive into some more serious questions for you. Um, and what made me think of it was listening back to our episode. Um, and there was a word used that that sparked something deep in my mind. I can't remember the word right now, but um, I've seen little little teasers and uh, little bits of it incorporated in some of your videos over the years. And my question for you mm-hmm. is uh, how big of an office fan are you? <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude, I have seen, yeah, that was not the question I thought you were going to ask me. Um, I have seen, I've probably watched the office like eight or nine times through. I love that. All the way through and big, big office fan. I'm not like, I'm not a psychopath guys. <laughs> There's just, there's something about, I'm very picky with my TV shows. Yeah. Like people recommend TV shows with like, great, you know, and I'll probably never watch it, but yeah. there's, there's like three or four shows that I'll just have on rotation yeah. and the office is like number one. And I think a lot of people can, if, if you're an office fan, you could probably agree with this is there's just something so familiar about the office. Uh-huh. And, um, and that's why I watch it over and over because I, I like entertainment, but I'm not one to just sit down at the end of the day and totally wind down and just get invested in like a show. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I turn on a show, I want to already know what's going to happen and I want to be able to work 
on what I want to work on on my computer or whatever. Mm. And I have to think about what's, what's going to happen next in the plot, you know? So sorry, I guess kind of going a little bit off topic. Do you, do you find yourself working fairly late in the night? Like say you throw on the office and it's like seven, eight, nine, 10 PM. Mm-hmm. Are you simultaneously working? Um, what I, what I do, I, it's really hard, especially right now. Now, right now is like a really kind of, um, confusing time for career wise for me because there's just so much going on and that's it's hard to know where to where to partition all of my time and so yeah i definitely do find myself i I, I try to like finish the bulk of my work at 6 p.m um but definitely during the night um i'm because my ritual with my wife is we we watch a show we watch a show and i usually have my laptop and i'm just kind of doing some light planning for the next day so it's definitely not like heavy Okay. You know, editing or whatever. Okay. It's just kind of like, hey, what's the outline for tomorrow and this week and whatever. Gotcha. So, did you get Jillian to the office or did did uh, um, was that like kind of a mutual interest prior? Uh, she she already watched it a little bit, but I think it definitely got amplified okay, when we got married. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um. So now that we're done with a really serious question, yes, yeah, we're going to go on to a little bit less of uh, serious questions. I can't believe I didn't touch on this in our first episode. Um. But uh, Landon, I'm, I'm I'm curious about that time when you were when you were in high school uh, and starting to get into the world of you know making videos. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time you're like, that sounds interesting to me, or like what inspired or intrigued the idea of like to pick up a camera and start making like maybe a home video or a YouTube video or or what that was? Because we we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't. I didn't realize it's a good question. Um, You remember Nate Tehan? We Mm -hmm. think we we actually talked about him in the first episode because he was he was one of the co-founders of VidUp. This makes me laugh when I think of VidUp. So he in high school, obviously, we went to high school together, and he was the audio visual officer at Alta. So like the student body position, you know. And at the time, this was. I think it's really important to like pinpoint the time period, if we can even say that, because that was only seven years ago, of like 2014, 2015, okay. where YouTube videos, like like we kind of mentioned Devin Supertramp, and like this really huge interest in just like creating awesome videos was a, was a big aspect of our lives, especially mm-hmm. in high school. Like mm-hmm. we were very interested in that. And so mm-hmm. the audiovisual officer position at least in my eyes was like a huge like opportunity and really, really fun like job to have in high school. And so Nate Tehan was the audiovisual officer. He's a year above me. And so he was the officer. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he was, he was doing all the videos and um, I think, I think we just got connected through Kramer Morton, <laughs> um, my best friend in high school. And uh, I, uh, I shadowed <laughs> Nate on a couple of these like, you know, shoots like total run and gun guerrilla filmmaking stuff. So was this person the one who was creating like maybe a f- at the time, like maybe a few YouTube videos or like, I think Instagram was barely starting to. Yeah. He wasn't really on Instagram at that point. It was, okay. it was mainly just like, especially Alta. It's like we, we were really big on our videos and our hype videos and like, like assemblies and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And so like okay. you'd go to an assembly and like, you'd be excited to see like the video. Okay. That the student body officers threw together. Okay. 
and uh, there's there's different themes. But anyways, I went, I went to a, or I shadowed him on on a shoot. And it's so funny. We both look back at that and laugh because it's just like Canon T3i or something like some really like cheap camera. But at the time, it's like, oh man, that's a nice camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the time, we're like, we thought we were shooting Hollywood movies. And, uh, and we're like, man, this is awful. Hey, it wasn't your chocolate camera that I don't even think could do video. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the LG chocolate or whatever. I keep de- derailing you. Continue. Anyways, yeah, so yeah. so yeah, I shadowed him, and then um, I just I just started picking it up, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of make that's for me at the time was a big investment, but yeah. my and we're, man, we're getting I can't I forgot about this, but it was my birthday coming up in October. And I was like, I told my mom, I was like, I'd love to get a camera, you know? And the, the best option we could find that wasn't like overly expensive mm-hmm. was like a $400 Nikon. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, well, I'll, I'll pay for half mm-hmm. if you'll pay for the other half, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, deal. So I, I threw in 200 bucks. We got this camera mm-hmm. and we got going. And then from there, I, I really started just making videos for fun. What, what were they? What were the topics or what were you shooting? Oh my gosh. I think. This is this is like pre. This is way before I ever started posting on Instagram. I was, man. I sh- I should pull up a clip if I can. Um, there's there's a video I did of me ordering a watch on Amazon. I don't know if you ever saw this video. I ordered this watch on Amazon, and it's like this little skit I do in the video. So I, I like go on Amazon. I'm, I'm on camera and I order this watch, and then the the doorbell rings and I run to the door and I pick up this package and I was like. It's here, you know, and I grabbed this watch. You remember this at all? This is this is this like familiar? tapping into something incredibly deep in my head. Yeah. And so I and so, and so this skit is me like, oh, it's here, and I run up the stairs with this watch and I take it out of the box, and then I, I turn my wrist. And I was really big on After Effects back in high school. I loved After Effects. I turn my wrist, and this hologram pops up on it. And it's like tracked to my wrist, you know. And then I like hit the button in the air, and then it turns me invisible. Bro, I have seen this. I have you seen that? I've seen this. Yeah, it turns me invisible, yeah. and I like let out this scream. I'm like, <laughs> and like that's the skit. And it's like, what's so funny is like that could that could totally be used for like a reel nowadays or a TikTok yeah, or yeah. something. And I was doing that like seven years ago just for fun. So I did a quick video like that, and uh, and then from there, I think there's there's a good amount of people that saw it. And I uh, the next year after Nate Hand graduated. I wanted to run for, or actually is, is you, you choose your next SBO mm. before they graduate actually. So mm-hmm. it was that same year I ran to be audio visual officer mm-hmm. and no one ran against me because they had seen uh, some of the cool, fun videos I, I made. I compete against lead. <laughs> and so, so I was, I just, I won because literally no one wanted to run against me. Huh. Um, or no one was interested in video, but I, I think I think I was just I kind of set the bar kind of high because I was really into it, and no one wanted to compete, and uh, won. And then the next year, I was audiovisual officer for the whole year and made some awesome stuff there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I was not expecting all that, but I love it. That is the birth. Okay. Of video can for me. can you dig up that video? Like, ah, uh, yeah. Can you remake that video? <laughs> How about that? I don't know if I can do it any better, man. It was pretty good. It's pretty pretty dope. Back in twenty. 20- <laughs> Yeah, 2014. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna clip it in mm. right here. Mm. All right, that was really smart. I like that. <laughs> um, it's on Facebook, actually. It's on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so what was what was intriguing to you at the time about making videos? Like, I think we can dive further than you know, like it was fun or like you know, I was I was just genuinely interested in it. Like, what was 
what grabbed your attention about, you know, having a nice camera and getting creative with it? Um, I feel like when I was younger, I was very creative and I, and I loved coming up with those concepts, you know, and that was really fun to me as I've gotten older. Not that I'm like not creative anymore, but like, that's just like less of an, an interest for me. It's fun to do that at times. Hmm. So at the time it was like the creative aspect was really exciting to me. It's like, what can I create? Especially at a time when not everyone had a camera, you know, like this, this is, this is 2014, 2015. Yeah. And it's like, it was picking up for sure, you know, but you were, you were a little, you were kind of special in a way if you if you could pick up a camera and make something really awesome, mm-hmm. now it's much more common. Doesn't mean you're not special. Don't get you know you're special, but it's just it's more common yeah. now, and it's easier because the technology has advanced a little bit over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was that aspect of creating something, and also because I I was able to create videos and immediately present them to an audience of two thousand people at my high school students, yeah, and that was really exciting to me. Mm. And that kept me going for for mm. a lot of it. So I, I now that you kind of lay it out like that, I could I could definitely see the. I I could see how, especially as a st- high school student at that time, that would be exciting. Yeah, so you're you're putting your creative juices and like only you and the select few other student government officers maybe know what you're about to like unveil. Mm-hmm. about to drop. And like, you're going to get laughs. Yeah. You're going to get some wows or like, it's just, yeah. Especially in high school, you just kind of want that validation. Yeah. You kind of want to be yeah. known, you know? Yeah. And I think if, if we're being totally honest, that, that was a huge aspect. And I thought that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. And so, and obviously we've evolved that mm-hmm. from 2000 high school students to a, a larger audience, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and now we can actually make money making videos, but it's pretty cool to look back and see that evolution, you know? I'm, I'm glad we went there and I'm kind of surprised we didn't take the time. And <laughs> one, but um, Excellent. I'm going to jump on to another uh, quick topic question. Uh, to set the table on this one, you know, making videos for fun in high school um, now to being in a position, obviously where you're, you're, yeah, making a, a good income and, you know, providing for a family and you're, you're scaling and growing. There's a lot of time and a lot of growth that has happened in that time. I'm curious, Landon, on your experience about knowing when to say no to opportunities that come up. In my time as a DJ and an entrepreneur, there's been a lot of moments where I'm presented with something or a friend asks me about something or a cool opportunity comes up, but I recognize in that moment, it's, it's, I'd love to do it, but it's not the right fit right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I only have a certain bandwidth. And if I were to say yes to this, I'm going to be coming in short on this or that. Can you, can you help me kind of understand like how you've come to maintain that balance and maybe say yes to the right things and no to things that seemed exciting and could be a good fit, but recognize that you need to stay focused on your main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think it's, I think it's all about perspective and your perspective will change and your, your goals will change with mm-hmm. whatever you're trying to accomplish. Um, and I, th- I think you can, you can, you can approach that question at different levels. Like how deep do you want to take that? You know? Yeah. Like for example, like, with my production company that I run. Yeah. I had, I had a guy reach out uh, like two weeks ago, an older guy who, who restores vintage motorcycles. 
And he's like, hey, he's like, I got your contact info from another guy that I, that I know. It's, it's actually mm-hmm. the guy I know. This is his dad who reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, he's like, there's a magazine that just wants to feature some of my vintage motorcycles. And I'd love to get like a nice professional photo shoot done. He's like, you interested in that? And I was like, I was like, yeah, like we, we can do that. I'm like full transparency. Like I don't do photo shoots. I've never done a motorcycle photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you're, you're going to love the photos regardless. But I just want to let you know, like. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't always approach it that way, by the way, but I just wanted to be transparent with him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, no, I'm not worried about it. He sends me examples of like some of the photos that the, that the magazine has featured before. And they're like, they're pretty bad. They're not mm-hmm. well done. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, once I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, easy. Like we can, we can step it up that, big time. Oh, yeah. Big time. And so I, uh, I, I told him, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And he, he's paying a lot less than I would normally charge. But he's, it's kind of a friend, you know, a friend favor that I'm doing mm-hmm. and uh, something I would normally done. But I, but I did it just because I love to approach new things with the production company. I like to shoot mm-hmm. different things. It's, uh, it's only going to take an hour of my time. Mm-hmm. And so stuff like that, that is not a huge commitment and doesn't, doesn't veer too far off the path of what my production company is about. Mm-hmm. I will take it. I don't say no to a lot of stuff on the production company side right now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm in that scaling mode. And if it's a random product or a weird client, as long as they're not going to be a total, total pain in the butt, I'm totally open. And you can be transparent with them. Yeah, and I can be transparent. And I'm, I'm creating a team that frees up my time. I already have three people working at the productions with me. And so that, that allows me, it, I mean, physically to take on more, but also mentally be like, we can take that project. I'm not going to be overloaded because it's not just me that has to do this and then 10 other projects this month. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't say no to a lot of stuff there. To go on a deeper level with, with individual businesses, for example, on the last episode, we talked about Wrapped, the MacBook skins. Mm-hmm. Since then, as of like Sunday, I actually turned off that website. I went and, I went and logged on and <laughs> it was like, Hey, yeah. we'll be back uh, soon. Wait. Yeah. 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 I, I turned it off and, the, and that was kind of a hard decision to make, right. but I'm like, things are going really well with productions and there's a lot happening here with spaces and wrapped skins. While it's not, while it is like cash flow positive mm-hmm. more than anything, just takes a big chunk mentally, you know, every week, like I have to like really, Deuced. I don't know. It's just for me, it wasn't worth keeping it going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that I won't turn it on again at some point and see, you know, if I, if I have some more free time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's something I knew that even though I'd already started, I knew I kind of had to say no to keeping that going specifically. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it's about just finding what is what is the most valuable use of your time, and it's really important to define like the direction that you want to go and that, and that final, maybe not final destination, but you know, the general like vision that you have mm-hmm. for these companies mm-hmm. and wrapped right now just did not fit into that vision. It's like, eh, it's kind of just a hobby and I really don't have time for hobbies mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. That made it easy to, to pull the plug easier, easier. Yeah. Um, I just know from a friend, social media and just on the side and our, our recent conversation, a little bit about about wrapped and just some of the dynamics and things you got going on, but like, I imagine that was not an easy decision to you know pause the website and put wrapped on pause, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but bringing in greater perspective, uh, that also makes sense. Um, 
Yeah. Did you ever find yourself uh, in recent years where you were maybe saying yes too much and you recognize that you're piling, piling on too much on your plate? Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like when you're trying to grow, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good time to not be overly stingy and, and probably say yes a little bit more than you probably would. Um, it's really easy to get into your comfort zone and just feel comfortable where you're at and not want to like, for, for example, it's like, oh, I just do wedding videos, but you got a client that wants to do a real estate video. It's easy for you to be like, oh, sorry, I don't do real estate videos. But do you see like a, do you see a possibility there? Do you want to grow beyond wedding videos? Like, do you want to do more than that? The, this, this real estate video that's coming in might make you nervous right now, but I guarantee you after you do it, after you do some research and you actually shoot it, you're going to learn a ton. You never know. Maybe you're going to love real estate videos. Like same thing happened with me. I was just doing weddings for, this was back in like 2017 or sorry, 2018. And then I got a, I got a request from a, a friend of mine if, if I could do a fitness video for him. And I'd never done a fitness video. And uh, he didn't have anything to pay me, but he's like, I can hook you up with some supplements as a supplement company. And I was like, for a while, I actually was like, eh, you know, and then like a few weeks later, I was like, you know what, let's do it. Like, literally, what do I have to lose? It's not like I'm crazy busy with weddings right now. And so I shot that. And if I hadn't shot that, who knows the trajectory of like where my production stuff would be right now? I might still be doing weddings. Hopefully not. But you don't know. And so by taking that gig, I realized I was like, wow, I actually love making fitness content. This is really fun. And just kind of opened my mind to like, okay, well, I like fitness content. Is there something else out there that I, that I also like? And I started just venturing off and doing more and more stuff. And now nothing scares me production wise. Like there's not, there, I haven't had a client come to me and ask if I can do a video and had it like scare me. Like that doesn't happen anymore because I've, I've just done so many different things mm-hmm. that I know how to approach 90% of these projects, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, you, I want to jump back to the word perspective that you had mentioned yeah. you know, in your first response. I, I feel like uh, I feel like Landon, you have got to be an incredibly uh, self-aware person um, in where your thoughts are going and where you're spending your time and your energy and how you're how what emotions you're experiencing in a particular moment to be able to keep that in check and maintain the balance that you have and and like as you're explaining like in the growing experience, you're going to be saying, yes, I agree to that. Um, I also, I also feel personally like, you know, we're, we're human and, you know, we, we do have a capacity or a threshold. Mm -hmm. Um, um, To be able to recognize that and also maintain, you know, like a, like an optimistic, healthy perspective, like, yes, this is another opportunity. I'm growing. I'm happy to take it on. I, I, I just, I commend that. Um, am I am I making sense right now? Like- yeah, no, one hundred percent. And uh, honestly, to speak to that full transparency, like sometimes I do feel like I'm kind of drowning at times, where I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm saying yes to stuff, yeah. but the reason I'm still confident saying yes is because I am growing my team, and I want to give them more work too. Mm-hmm. And it's like if if you're a one man show and you always plan on being a one man show then yeah, saying yes can definitely be detrimental to your business. It can, it can immediately overwhelm you. It can help. It can make you lose 
motivation really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can make you get behind and, and lose a lot of clients because you said yes too much. And so if, if you have the um, systems in place to say yes, then it becomes much easier. I like the word systems. Yeah. I'm a big like organized OCD guy. <laughs> you haven't picked that up yet. Oh, I can tell. Uh, <laughs> big time. <laughs> I wasn't planning on going here, but I did want to ask you for just a brief moment about weddings, Landon. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, granted, I'm a DJ. I do a lot of private events. The main event I do most is, a, is weddings. Mm-hmm. From that perspective, from my perspective, I feel like a lot of individuals who do get into who do get into creating videos and content creation do spend a lot of time starting out in the wedding industry. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I saw and what you, you've explained to me, it sounds like that time frame in your life was a lot smaller than others. Granted, some people may be a lot more intentional in choosing, like, I'm a wedding videographer mm-hmm. and that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like uh, your experience is nearly as common in terms of someone who's creating videos and spends a much shorter time in the wedding industry and then goes into the fitness or product or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. Yeah. Um, did you have clear intentions on where you wanted to go? Uh, you know, if, if someone who's looking to take the leap mm-hmm. um, out of the wedding industry uh, wants to, but doesn't know how to, what would you recommend to them? Can you kind of add on to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who love weddings. They yeah. love filming weddings. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great. Good for you. Good. That's freaking awesome. And you can make a ton of money just doing weddings. You know, there's a lot of people that'll make, you know, like, yeah, well into the six figures mm-hmm. filming weddings every year. Like, mm-hmm. do really well for themselves. Um, I filmed probably uh, may- maybe a dozen weddings wow. before I was like, they're all the same. Like, I don't really find any joy in this. And like, and this, this was back when I was like really into the creative side too. And I was like, there's no creativity involved really here. You, you can, I'm not saying that's impossible. Like if you wanted to really put a lot of effort, you might be able to make a wedding video more creative, but trust me, it's much harder. Much more limited. Yeah. It's, it's, you're limited to, to the theme of the wedding and, and the couple and there's a lot of variables, you know? And so I only did a dozen and, uh, and then that fitness opportunity came out. Um, and so, so when that, when that opportunity arose, I was like, maybe this is my ticket out of doing weddings. And I had already told people like, yeah, I'm not really into making wedding videos anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I think I just, I didn't, I wasn't saying no to weddings because here's the thing. And, and this is true for a lot of videographers for anyone who's, who's listening, but um, wedding videos are a great way to just, uh, make your monthly nut. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a great way to, to cover your overhead. And that's something pretty consistent that you can book. Um, and this, this was a few years ago before I had the kind of the, the business knowledge that I have now, but it's, it's easier to book weddings and it's much harder to book a fitness video or a Kickstarter video or mm-hmm. a commercial or a product video, whatever it is. Um, even real estate videos, you know, sometimes those are hard to, to nail down to. And so um, if you're trying to kind of get out of that wedding industry um, or you, you kind of want to venture out, I, I would say that um, keep doing the weddings in the background. Like make sure that you're covered. Like don't, don't, don't take a total plunge and just like, oh, here we go all in. Yeah. Um, keep the weddings going. Make sure you have like your overhead covered and you're living in whatever, all those expenses that you need to cover. 
but then venture out and get crazy. Do some do some portfolio work. Do some spec pieces. You know, make a Nike ad. Obviously, Nike's not gonna you know hire you right away. But what kind of waves can that cause? Yeah, what like, kind of people? Can- yeah, I have a buddy who did he did a fake or just sorry not fake. He did a, it is fake, but it was a spec Nike yeah. photo shoot that he did in New York, huh. and he spent like a couple hundred bucks. He was already in New York on vacation, but he spent a couple hundred bucks on a Nike outfit, and then he found a model. And they just went out for like an hour and shot all these photos. And he's like, that changed the trajectory of my career. Really? Because, and it was, it was a, it was a freaking dope photo shoot, dude. It looks so good. Wow. So he did this, he did this spec piece and like he, uh, he put it on, I can't remember the platform, but he put it on like a photo sharing platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, he says, even to this day, and that was like a, a year or two ago. He's like, even to this day, I'll have a client, a potential client reach out. And he'll be like, hey, so like, what, what do you think in like style-wise? What do you want to see? And they're like, I want that. They referenced that. Yeah, they referenced this spec piece that he did. And uh, it's just, it's an amazing way to really get into that industry. I imagine there's a number of reasons as to why that, that those photos, that shoot may catch people's eyes. But like, just a quick stab off the top of my head, like people are familiar with the brand Nike. Um, you said it was an amazing shoot. So like, they had the knowledge to be able to get the right lighting and angles and mm-hmm. use their equipment uh, to its potential. Um, and then maybe share it on particular platforms yeah. um, to reach different avenues mm-hmm. other than, you know, weddings and what they've been mainly doing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that an alien? Or something? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, Len, I got one more question. Fairly, uh, fairly similar. Okay. Um, for a content creator who is looking to uh, accelerate uh, or take the next step um, specifically related to YouTube or social media, whether that's Instagram, TikTok, um, tell, tell me, tell me, tell the listeners a specific tip you'd like to give them um, for taking their, their content creation, taking their, video film uh, photography to that next level specifically related to YouTube or social media. Was I able to be clear enough there for you? Yes. Um, I just, yeah, it's very broad. I recognize that. Yeah. I feel like you can give me a nugget or two. Um, What's really hot right now for virality is Instagram reels Mm -hmm. straight up. A lot of people know that TikTok's also pretty big right now. And so a lot of the short form content does really well. And so um, I want to cater to like whatever genre, you know, a listener might want to pursue in their social, you know, media career, whether you want to be a, you know, just a a vlogger of lifestyle vlogger or a car YouTuber or whatever, you know, Um, I think, I think it'd be really important for you to just, well, there's a few things. Number one, make sure this is something that you like really want to do, you know, because if you're pursuing fame you know reference like andy bernard in the office he's like i'm pursuing fame of any kind you know thank you so much (laughs) you're you're probably going to get burnt out really quickly and you're probably going to be frustrated Mm -hmm. if that doesn't happen at the rate that you want it to happen Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um but a lot of the successful youtubers and content creators that i know did it just because they wanted to do it 
they didn't really have any expectations, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you look at a lot of the big YouTubers now, and they started several years ago when there wasn't a lot of incentive to make YouTube videos, mm-hmm. where the, the AdSense was very low. They didn't have sponsors. Sure. They just did it because they wanted to, to do it. Um, and actually, I had, I had, a, I had a fun um, conversation with a friend last week um, who, who went from zero subscribers on YouTube to 100,000 in about 14 months. And he's, and he's a filmmaker like me, um, but he didn't, he didn't know what to expect. And he's like, I just, he's, he just wanted to make a video and put out a video every week, not knowing where it would go. And he did that with no strategy. What kind of, what kind of film, like what was his topic or Uh, cinematography, just like how to, how to light this scene, how to make like the Hollywood look, you know, with this lighting and all just that kind of like genre, you know? And so he had no expectations. He just, he just wanted to post a video every week, no strategy behind it. He just knew if he was consistent, he would see growth. Hmm. And, uh, and he's like, he's like, honestly, well, I actually, I think I told him this. I'm like, I'm like, bro, if you got really strategic, you could probably hit a, a million subscribers here within the next year and a half, two years. If you like, if you really planned out your content and you like really made sure that, um, you really made sure that you were posting stuff that people wanted to see and yeah, that it was somewhat viral. And he's like, yeah, I could. He's like, that's, I don't really like care too much at the moment. I'm like, Hey, well think about it. Cause you could probably blow up more than you already have. Hmm. Um, and so, so number one, I, I'd say just make sure you want to do it. Make sure that even if there's no monetary incentive mm-hmm. for you to do this, to create this content, do mm-hmm. you deep down still just want to create it for the sake of creating it? That's number one. Number two would be to, to grow on Instagram, be consistent. Like my buddy, I was just talking about, like try and try and post once a week. If you have the, if you have the capacity, post once a week. Or if you can't do that, just post every two weeks. Just make it consistent because people appreciate consistency on the platform. I've done a terrible job on that with YouTube specifically. I'm, I'm pretty decent on Instagram and that's where most of my audience is anyway. But on YouTube, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get into that habit of posting consistently. It's been like monthly at the moment, you know, a monthly vlog or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're consistent, people recognize that and people appreciate that. And you're going to have a pretty, I mean, if I were to guess, you're going to have a pretty, um, what's the word, exponential growth, like on your channel or whatever social platform you're posting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third thing I'd say is, is be strategic about it. Kind of, um, if, if you want to, if, if you're creating a YouTube video and you want more people to watch that YouTube video, that's a long, that's, that's considered long form content. Most mm-hmm. likely mm-hmm. it's probably between five and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's also short form content that you can use, which is a lot of short form content is, is easy to get viral right now. So make a YouTube video, make that long form content, and then make a couple pe- pieces of short form content. To a the, couple, not just one. I'd, I mean, if at least one. Yeah. And, okay, and this okay. is, I, I do it when I can, but I'm like, if you really want to be strategic about it, make a couple. Because if you throw, it's like you throw something at the fan, or sorry, not the fan. It's like when shit hits the fan, that's not the analogy I'm trying to make. I, I was following along. When yeah, you, when yeah. you, th- you, you throw, you throw something at the wall and something is going to stick, you know, it's like, not everything's going to stick, but a couple pieces Some might shit stick. might hit the fan. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. That was the worst. Yeah, here we go. No. Um, no. So just, just make that content, throw it out there. And like I said, short form content is, is easier to get viral right now, uh-huh. especially in my opinion. And so if, if you can have that long form content and then also post that short form content, you're going to be growing on multiple platforms. And uh, through that short form content, you'll send people to the long form content. 
So three things, recap, make sure you want to do it, uh, be consistent and have a strategy. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, as you're explaining this, I, it takes me back to lunch at Cubbies. Um, I'm taking a couple mental notes for myself uh, as well. So thank you. Yeah, um, man. Hopefully this was providing some awesome value for uh, our listeners and our viewers. Um, Landon, that, uh, that is all the questions I've got in terms of filling the gaps from our previous episode. Okay. There's another doorbell. It's, it's okay. <laughs> We're working out the kinks here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best first impression of studio. No. I put this together the other day, but we'll make it nice and buttoned down. Yeah, no, no biggie. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say... Go ahead, sorry. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is that that's that's where I'm at in terms of questions. Yeah. Um. Uh. Maybe just a quick uh quick note here. Um. <laughs> is there a saw going somewhere? Where is that? Is that next door? Uh, 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 Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Apologize. It's like there's another conversation going on in my head right now. Um. So. That's where I'm at in terms of specific questions or topics that I wanted to uh, talk to you about. Okay. Um, I did want to just quickly throw out there um, for listeners. I didn't even introduce this really in the beginning of the episode. I, I need to have a little bit more structure or strategy to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is the first episode again of behind the energy podcast for season three. Uh, The aim for this particular podcast, my show uh, is to bring on some amazing people specifically in the uh, DJing event industry and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are a little bit more broad, but I've been able to meet some pretty awesome people over the years. Uh, and what I'm aiming to do is bring them on here and share their story and some of the big milestones or growing pains or lessons learned Um to uh, shine light on them and then also hopefully help out other entrepreneurs and other DJs. So um, it's been back since 2014 when our paths crossed and um, changed my life. It's kind of surreal being here, man. Dude, it's really weird. I don't know if, yeah, yeah, in high school to like look at you up on that DJ table at (laughs) at prom or wherever you're and thinking I'm going to be friends with this guy for years and years and years. And we're going to be on each other's podcasts. Like I don't, that would have never crossed my mind, obviously. And so it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I I found another picture with you in it. And it's from a different dance too. Enlightening. What is it? There's one with like 20 people and it's the army theme dance. That was the first, one of the first ones. I got a notification on Facebook like yesterday or two days ago. It was like on this day, eight years ago. Is what it said, and I was like, "What are the odds that we were just talking that was about it? that?" Was it? Yeah, it was. It was the it was the army photo. That's dope. That's freaking yeah. That was exactly eight years ago. There's another one. I think it was uh, senior dinner dance at the Thanksgiving Point Show Barn, probably three miles from here. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you're doing like a hang loose sign, um, and there's a few other other homies in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I vaguely remember that photo. Yeah. You have to share it with me. Yeah, I've got a deep archive, but. Anyways, uh, that's where we're at, Landon. Um, do you want to uh, wrap it up? Do you want to talk about yeah. a few other things? Do you want to share a few things? No, what's, honest, what's going on, honestly, here's here's what I think, and we, we chatted about this. I, I want to flip the script for just, just a few minutes okay. because I think that 
and this is what I figured out with my podcast is that I've, I've interviewed a lot of really fun people, interesting people, mm-hmm. I've had some good conversations, but no one really gets to hear what I'm up to a lot of the time on my personal podcast. Mm-hmm. For me to be on this, this is great because you're asking me questions and my audience can then watch your podcast and be like, or listen to your podcast and be like, oh, this is what Landon's up to. Mm-hmm. I want your audience to hear what you're up to on your podcast for like five minutes because I'm sure you got a lot going on mm-hmm. and I'm sure the people who listen to this want to know. So, okay. What's going on last, maybe, maybe we should split this up. Last couple weeks, what have you been up to? How are you feeling about stuff? Mm-hmm. And then I want to ask, where do you see yourself? What's, what's, what's the trajectory mm-hmm. of DJ Live Entertainment? Mm-hmm. Thank Go. you. Thank oh, gosh, man. <laughs> um, I mentioned this, but uh, I finally graduated college. Uh, and thank you, Landon. It's me clapping. Um, I, I talked about this in other episodes, but like, I never, I never thought I was going to go to school. Uh, I was not good with books and, um, it took me six years to do it. The entrepreneur program at the U changed, changed my life. Um, and I finally, finally walked two weeks ago. Um, and it's just, it's surreal. So I'm super hmm. stoked to be done with that. Yeah. I was, um, I was telling him before we started, I was like, man, I got mad respect because I was like at any point. Especially, especially now it's 2022. I'm like, at any point, you could have just been like, I don't need this. I don't need to be here at school. Mm-hmm. But you stuck with it. And I have mad respect for people who do that. Thank you, man. So major props to you. It was like uh, the last two years of school was like more a barrier than it was like uh, challenging me and uplifting me. Yes, it was still doing that, but it felt like a barrier mm-hmm. because I've got all these ideas and my mind's racing and I want to spend more time and energy here, here and here, mm-hmm. but I got to do seven discussion boards and zoom and five classes. And you, you, you get what I'm saying. Oh, hundred percent. So yeah. it, it's so, so awesome to be done um, that I can now take that energy and time and shift it over. Um, Len, I, I can't remember if I shared this with you, but for some time, I wanted to build the top performing entertainment company in the West Coast. Like, mm-hmm. like the top tier kick-ass DJs in every state who already have killer businesses would want to come be a part of Team Alive and be so stoked to to be a part of what we're doing, the level in which we're performing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel very strongly about that for a long time. Um, and then I thought, I, th- I continued thinking, I'm like, do I want to spend the rest of my life managing DJs at very high stakes events? Mm-hmm. Like, is that going to fill my cup? Is that going to bring the joy, mm-hmm. the satisfaction, the meaning, the fulfillment that I want? Yeah. And I recognize that's not the case. Hmm. So, so what is it now? Um, it is... It is more more as my brand as a DJ and a performer and a content creator and an entrepreneur. Hmm. Um, to sum that up a little bit, or to bring that together more for a circle, yeah. a live entertainment, the company and, and private events, it's going amazing. And um, my aim for it is just to refine the current systems mm-hmm. that are already in play. Yeah, continue to, to improve and provide a better, an even better experience but not continuing to put more eggs in that basket and grow it or expand it. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. And then more time on 
what brings me more joy and more satisfaction. Uh, and that's that more personal DJ playing the music that the house music, the electronic music, the hip hop, the rap, um, in front of crowds and on stages that get me so amped about what I'm doing and remind me of the joy that I felt when I was 15, 16 years old, when I started this idea, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be Steve Aoki. Mm. Like that, that was, that was what I wanted to do. You are Steve Aoki, man. <laughs> you got, you guys got a very similar mustache. <laughs> I think this is a little longer, but I, I think you're pretty close. And he has a mustache, not that for me. Yeah. Steve, Steve Aoki, like, it was, it was actually very funny. I was literally explaining this to a friend of mine, like how I've had this perspective shift. And I didn't realize at the time, but they pointed out to me that it's taken this 10 year, 10 years from, from beginning to put a stamp on it and then graduate college mm. and then pivot back to that initial, that initial mm. vision and love that i that i found and fell in love with when i was 15 16 yeah so that's where i wanted to go and what that means is more mixes more more clubs more larger shows um creating uh, uh creating um excuse me um some more behind the scenes some dope youtube edits and stuff like that yeah um and then the podcast too uh shining light on some of the amazing people i've met along the way mm-hmm. um sharing their story providing value and then also sometimes being able to like chime in and, and add to the conversation yeah. as a DJ and entrepreneur. For sure. That was long winded Landon. Hopefully, hopefully Dude, you're able to follow along. No, that's right. I think, <laughs> I think, I think as a DJ, there's a ton of content that you can create, you know, and there's, there's a ton of revenue streams that you can create for yourself mm-hmm. as a DJ, which is, which is amazing in itself. Mm-hmm. Like 50 years ago, I mean, DJing didn't really exist 50 years ago, really, did it? Like 70s, maybe a little bit. It was, it was very much, different. It was much, it was like archaic. It was very like analog. Yeah, analog. There we go. You were on vinyls and yeah, but at the time, like yeah. it was probably, it was probably really hard to imagine being able to make a living and a serious career out of doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's evolved so much. And like here you are as a DJ, you're doing events, you got that revenue stream, you're creating content that'll very soon be a revenue stream for you if it's not already, you know, and you've got all these other things that you're working on and it's all surrounding your skill set as a DJ. And so I think, I think you can go infinite directions with that skill set that you have. So thank you. Man. I think that's amazing itself. Thank you. I'm, I, I wish I could just pull a battery out and put a battery in because like, that's, that's how I want to move and how I want to go. And, mm-hmm. uh, but you gotta, gotta have a, uh, three meals a day and get your <laughs> minimum seven hours and whatnot. So yeah. anyways, well, dude, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Bro. You said you're proud of me as a friend and I'm proud of you as a friend too. Thank you. Cause you've done amazing stuff too. So thank you. Man. I was, I was showing my roommate, uh, the promo videos, uh, that, uh, we did uh, <laughs> just, just last day. night, just last night. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, um, well, there you go, dude. Uh, there we are. That's it. That's, uh, that's a wrap. Landon, Landon BTW, do we want to preview anything or you want to share anything real quick? I uh, just just check out my Instagram. That's probably if you, I mean if if you want to like see what we're up to mm-hmm. here at Studio and what I'm up to personally, just Landon BTW. Mm-hmm. That's my Instagram. Hit me up and and YouTube. And YouTube. Yep. So, um, Landon BTW, uh, this is part two, episode forty one. First episode of season three behind the energy podcast. We just went behind the energy. Uh, tell a little bit more about um, 
Landon's story <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, just a little bit about what's going on next. Um, I was talking with Nick Nord, uh, planning out the remainder of season three, and I'm already thinking about season four. So, like, that's that's the level and where I'm thinking. <laughs> so, I'm super stoked. Thank you for being here. Um, namaste, Landon. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, we'll catch you next week for episode 42. That is a wrap. Thank you for listening and going behind the energy with me. If you loved it, thumbs up it. You can follow me on social media at Parker Andrees and check us all out at bringingtheenergy.com. As for now, we are signing off and I'll catch you next week for another episode. Peace.